Well, hey everyone and Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of this Christmas service with us today. As many of you know, we've been in a sermon series that we've been calling Unto Us. And what we've been doing is unpacking a description that an Old Testament prophet gave of the coming Messiah, Jesus. In Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7, he describes Jesus this way. He says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And what we've done over the month of December is we've unpacked these descriptions of Jesus week by week. And so in week one, we talked about him being our wonderful counselor. In week two, we talked about him being our mighty God. Last Sunday, if you were with us, we talked about him being our everlasting father. And today on Christmas, what I want to do is I want to talk to you about Jesus being our prince of peace. Honestly, as I've prayerfully prepared for today, I have felt the Spirit of God leaning my heart into a particular direction. Because while the famous Christmas song says it's the most wonderful time of the year, the fact of the matter is for a lot of people, it isn't a wonderful time. In fact, if they were to write their own Christmas song, they may say something more like, it's the most difficult time of the year. Unfortunately, this season can bring a lot of stress, a lot of pressure can bring a lot of pain and it can come with a lot of things that do not look like peace. And so today what I want to do is I want to talk about Christ Jesus being the Prince of Peace. But maybe you're somebody in this season where you say, well, gosh, this, this day isn't all that fun or I don't have a lot of joy. Maybe this is a season where you're, you're, you're dealing with the loss of a loved one. Somebody near you is no longer with you. Maybe this is the, the first Christmas, in fact, without them. Or maybe this is just another year that traditions are different because they're no longer a part of that tradition. I, I, I feel very blessed in that I'm almost 40 years old and all of my grandparents are still alive. I've really never lost anyone that's been like really, really close to me. I, I, I recognize how blessed I am and I recognize that for other people, that may not be your story. Earlier this year, however, I, I did lose a friend in, in, in September, a friend that I got to know just about six or seven years ago. And uh, earlier in December, I had an opportunity to go back out where he lives and just spend a little time with the family. And it was an amazing time that had incredible highs and incredible lows. What I experienced being near uh, his widow, being near his brother, being near a friend of his of over 45 years, being near nephews and family members, we would have these moments where in one moment we're, we're laughing in great memory and we're telling great stories to honor his life and legacy. And in the very next moment, there would be tears in our eyes. There would be moments of deep pain at the recognition that he's no longer with us. And what I know is that many of you are dealing with the same kind of reality this morning, that your Christmas tradition is totally different looking because someone that you love, someone that was meaningful to your life, isn't with you today. Maybe you're somebody that the Christmas season just brings Im immense financial pressure to you. 
Maybe you, you just, you, every time you show up to the family gathering, you always have this sinking feeling on the inside that your gift isn't going to measure up to the quality of the gifts given by everybody else. Maybe you're, you're, you've been stressed out this entire season because you, you want to provide things for your children. But quite frankly, your weekly budget and your monthly numbers, they, they just don't add up for the extra. And you feel like you can just never provide for them what you want to provide or that you can never bring to the table what everyone else seems to. And while many people are celebrating the joys of Christmas, you're feeling the pressure of it in a financial way. Maybe this is just a tough season for you because you have family issues. Right. And you know that, man, when we when we go over there and we have that family gathering, I sure hope that uncle so-and-so and aunt so-and-so don't go head to head. I, I just hope we don't have the drama that can sometimes come. I hope there's not the friction or the pain. I hope there's not the condescending comments or the, you know, the, the certain grandkids get favor while the others don't. I know that sometimes this time can be stressful and without peace because there's just the reality of family tensions going on in your life. Maybe this season doesn't feel all that peaceful because somewhere in the back of your mind, you're just getting an awareness that, that you're getting older and you're thinking, how many more Christmases will I have with my family? Or maybe it's someone else that you love and you keep thinking, man, will this be our last Christmas with them? Maybe it is that you have uh, a family member who's sick and while they would normally be a part of the gatherings and the, and the gifts and the exchange, maybe they can't be because they're in, they're in the hospital this season, or maybe because they're being cared for in another place and that distance is creating stress and pain and it doesn't feel joyful and peaceful for you. Maybe you have marital tension right now. It's really hard and you're trying to do it for the kids and you're trying to make today a normal day, but man, you just feel it and you both know it's not okay. Maybe this will be your first Christmas without your spouse. Maybe there's been a separation. Maybe this is a time where you're just feeling like, well, we've never had to exchange kids or organize the weekend before, but we're having to do that now. Maybe this doesn't feel peaceful to you because someone you care about, someone that you love is separated from you in this time. Maybe they're gone on a deployment with the military or on some contract somewhere. Maybe someone that you care about is in jail right now. Maybe you love someone who's in prison right now and you're just saying to yourself, maybe it's not the most wonderful time of the year because for me, this season is bringing pain. Well, I believe God's put a word in me for you today. What I hope to do is to communicate to you that Jesus is our Prince of Peace. I, I want to talk about a, a couple of things. The Bible says in Philippians chapter four, verse six, the Bible says that if we pray, if we petition God, the Bible tells us that he will give us peace that surpasses our, our, our understanding. Like it's bigger than we can even comprehend. Maybe you've experienced that before in your life. I know that in certain seasons I have where it's like, I have a peace and I don't even understand where it's coming from. The Bible makes that promise. It's a beautiful promise. The Bible tells us that, that God provides perfect peace, perfect peace to those whose minds are fixed on him. That's an amazing promise to have. The Bible also says that Jesus in John 14, it says, gives us a different kind of peace than the world can give. Maybe financial security gives you peace. Maybe having all your loved ones around you give you peace. But the Bible says that Jesus gives a peace that's even deeper than those type of things. It's, it's lasting and eternal. It's not temporal or superficial. But I want to read a verse today that I really want to teach for a few minutes on. 
And the Bible says in John chapter 16, verse 33, the Bible says this, this was, this was Jesus talking. And for context, what he's communicating to people is he's talking about eternity. He's talking about the spirit of God being a presence in their life. He's, he's unpacking for them that there's more to this life than this life. And he's speaking about the things of this world and he's, and he's speaking about the things of eternity. And he concludes the conversation in verse 33 when he says this, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. But it's the next sentence. It's the next sentence actually that I want to look at deeper because he, may, he, he says this, here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I've overcome the world. Here's what Jesus is communicating. Hey, in, in this world, it's not going to be easy. You're going to have difficulties. You're going to have pain and sorrows, and tragedies. You're going to experience things that aren't fun and they aren't great. And some of you are saying, yeah, I know, that's me. But then Jesus says, I'm going to give you peace. That in me, even among all those things, you can have peace because there's something more to this life than this life. And I think quite honestly, can I just be really, really honest with you? I think it's easy for guys like me who preach the, the gospel and the truth of the Bible to say, hey everybody, Jesus is your Prince of Peace, so lean on Him for peace. And then we just pray and say, amen, right? But the reality is that I think sometimes people are asking, yeah, but how? Like, help me more than that. I want peace, but talk to me about having peace like while I'm in this life when I'm dealing with the trials and the sorrows. And so I just want to give you a few thoughts this morning, today, depending on when you're watching, on maybe how you can find this peace that Jesus promises you. Just a few thoughts. And the first one is this, that I believe that peace is more than a feeling. It's a presence. The presence of God in our lives is something that's very strong and powerful. And I think sometimes we're, we just, we're moving completely by how we feel, but there are certain times where we can feel the sorrow, we can feel the pain, we can feel the tension of this life. We can feel a little bit desperate or hopeless, but still have a sense of peace that, man, God is with me. The presence of God is with me. I'll illustrate it with a little story. Years ago, before Lauren and I were married, we were, uh, we were fishing on a boat with some friends. In fact, we had, we had two boats uh, side by side in, a, in the late evening, and we were doing some fishing. This, this was in the, the Gulf Coast. And uh, if you know anything about me, you know this. I don't really like water. I'm not into fishing. Um, I, we were already at a disadvantage for me because I'm just trying to participate, you know, hang out with people. And so we fish into the evening, uh, in, through the evening into the night. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a storm starts to blow in. And I mean, listen, it was significant. All of a sudden, that flat, beautiful Gulf water turned into a raging ocean. Rain blowing in sideways, lightning is popping. There are waves to navigate, I'm white capping waves to navigate through. And I'll, I'll never forget it, that in, in my young teenage mind, Lauren and I are sitting in the very back of this boat as we try to navigate the treacherous waters back to the safety of the dock. And I remember having my arm around her and I remember holding my, my, my right fist with my left fist and I just I would, would not let her go. And the whole time I kept thinking to myself, if somehow we come out of this boat, if somehow this boat capsizes, I'm going to have to figure out a way 
to protect Lauren. That's the most important thing. Just don't let anything happen to her. And I remember as we're navigating the water, there was a particular friend of ours that was driving this boat. And I'm gonna be really transparent with you and I feel safe to do it because the chances are he's not watching. I did not feel safe at all. I was nervous about the conditions and I was completely nervous about him navigating that boat. But all of a sudden, one of the people in the boat who was a skilled boater, very experienced fisherman, had spent enormous amounts of time on these waters, made a change and said, let me drive this boat. And all of a sudden, a switch was made. And here's what I want to illustrate, is that all of a sudden, in the midst of all that chaos, and it was, it was scary, and you could ask anybody that was in those boats, it was super scary. And in the midst of all that chaos, the darkness, the popping lightning, the blowing rain, the raging waves, all of a sudden I had a certain peace because I felt like I was in the presence of somebody that could get me back to that dock. And I think that there are times that the chaos of life is raging, the waves and the rain and the storm, but we have to maintain a connection to the presence of God because He is, in fact, the source of our peace. You might find that in daily devotion with Him. You might find that in your life group. You might find that Sunday mornings at church, all of the above. But I'm encouraging you to remember that peace is more than a feeling. Peace is a presence. Even David, who was going through enormous difficulty, challenges, and struggle in his life, wrote these words in Psalm 139. I want to read them to you. He said this, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the place of the dead, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. He says to, to the night, to you, the night shines as bright as day and dark, darkness and light are both alike to you. And what I love about King David is in this raging storm in his life, he recognized that no matter where I am, no matter what I'm facing, no matter what I'm going through, Father, I know that your presence will give me peace. You in my life is what I must cling to for my safety. The second thought that I wanted to share with you is this, that I believe with all of my heart that you can have peace and pain at the exact same time. I don't think you have to be removed from pain to have total peace. One of my favorite things about reading the Bible and the life of Jesus is that he lived that right in front of us. Think about it with me for just a moment. You remember in the story before Jesus went to the cross and he went into the garden and, and he, the Bible says that he went off to pray and he asked just a few of his friends, hey, just pray with me, pray with me. And he said these words, he said, I'm in anguish to the, to the point of, that my soul feels crushed. And the Bible says that Jesus went off to pray and he, he was vulnerable with his friends that I am troubled. I'm deeply troubled right now. The Bible says that he went off to pray even to the point that the stress on his body the Bible records that he sweat blood. I've never been that stressed before. But Jesus said to his father in prayer, 
hey, not my will, but yours be done. And I love the fact that we get to see Jesus vulnerably at points. We're in the chaos, in the pain. He has peace to know, God, you've called me to something. You, you've called me to do a certain mission, and I'm going to see it through. Jesus showed us that he had peace and pain at the exact same time. There's another example where Jesus' friend Lazarus dies. And I love with all of my heart that the Bible records that Jesus wept. You ever seen somebody weep? It's different than a little cry. It's deep emotion. It wells deep from within. And I love the fact that Jesus would allow us to see him in that place. And Jesus shows us, hey, I've got pain and I have peace at the exact same time. And I want to encourage you this morning that if you have pain, it doesn't mean that you have to be absent from peace. Jesus is, in fact, your Prince of Peace. My final thought is this, that I want to encourage you that you will unlikely get over it, but you can get through it. Maybe today you're thinking of that lost loved one. Maybe today you're thinking of that family member that you're separated from for one reason or another. Maybe you're thinking of the failures of your past or the errors and mistakes, and you're thinking to yourself, man, how could I ever recover from that? How could I ever do life without this person? How, how, could I ever, how could I ever work through the, the tension of this family? Or how will I ever survive this, this marital tension or this reality of a relationship strain that I'm in? And what I want to encourage you is, look, the truth is you may never get over it. The truth is it may affect you forever. But the Prince of Peace will carry you through it. One of my um, teammates, as I like to call them, uh, one of the staff members of, of our church. It's, it's one of the people that I have the just immense pleasure to just work with and serve with on a daily basis, day in and day out. She, a few years ago, tragically and unexpectedly lost her husband. And I got to tell you that that was, a, that was a dark and difficult day for all of us, for everybody, for her, for the family, for her church family, so difficult. And, and, and here we are, several years later, and if there's one thing that I've learned, is that she'll never get over it. But I've watched her get through it. I've, I've watched her process it day in and day out, season by season. Me and several others, we've, we've sat with her and cried with her years after. We've laughed and told stories and memories, and what we've all worked really hard to do is just to help her get through it. I don't think my teammate will ever get over it. I don't think she'll ever say, oh, it was back then, and it's okay now. I think that it's always going to be a tear, and there's always going to be a pain. But what I do know is that you, like my friend, you can get through it. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus is, in fact, who the prophet Isaiah claimed that he was, the prince of peace. My encouragement to you today is that no matter what this season feels like for you, if it is the most wonderful time of the year, yes, I'm excited. Like, yes, enjoy that. Enjoy that. If it isn't, then I am encouraging you to look to Jesus. He is, in fact, the Prince of Peace. And in this life that Jesus said you're going to have sorrow and hard times and tribulation, you can still have peace in Him. And what I want to do right now is I just want to make an invitation 
Maybe you tuned in today because you're visiting a family member and you're not even connected to our church, or maybe just somehow you just stumbled upon us and you found this, and just the Spirit of God is speaking to you, and you say, man, I want to know that Prince of Peace. I've never had a relationship with Jesus, and I want to do that today. Here's what I want to do. I want to encourage you to just say a very simple prayer, and you can say it out loud right there where you are, or you can say it in your heart. I just want to encourage you to say this very, very simple prayer where you can be introduced and have a personal relationship with the Prince of Peace himself, Jesus today. Here's the prayer. I want you to say, Dear Jesus, I give you my life, all of it. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. All that I am is yours in Jesus' name. Now, if you said that prayer today, the first thing I want to do is say congratulations, welcome to the family. The second thing that I want to say to you is this. I would beg you, please, I'm begging you, would you do me a favor and would you text, grab your phone and text the word REBORN to the number 97000. This is simply going to tell us that you've made a decision to step into a relationship with Jesus today. We would love to help you with your next steps and your journey of faith. Listen to me carefully. You can't do it alone. I can't do it alone. We are designed to do this with family. We would love to invite you into our family. As I close, the final thought that I want to say is this, that maybe you are one of the people that God had me speak to today. You're saying, this has not been easy. This season has been dark and heavy and difficult. Here's what I want to ask you to do. Would you, would you go to our website, cotr.live, cotr.live, and click the prayer tab on our homepage and just let us know how we can pray for you. It is our great desire to pray alongside of the people that have heaviness, hurt, need. We would love to pray with you during this season. If you would do that, it would mean the world to us. I promise you, you will be prayed for. Our church family loves to pray, and we'd love to pray with you. Now, as I close and turn you back to the celebration of the day and the way that you're going to celebrate the risen Jesus I, or, the, or the born Jesus, we're not at Easter yet, are we? I want to end this message with a benediction. I, I just, I want to use a verse from 2 Thessalonians as a closing prayer over you. And this is what it says. It says, now, may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times and in every situation. The Lord be with you all. Thank you guys for tuning in. Merry Christmas.